This week's episode of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast is sponsored by Pure Creative Apparel. From logo design to specialty clothing to branded merchandise, the team at Pure Creative Apparel can take your ideas and bring them to life. You can find out more at purecreativeapparel.com. And we thank Pure Creative Apparel for sponsoring this week's show. Welcome to the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We feature destination races from across the country. And after the race, we take you on a tour of the best local food and beverage to celebrate. So whether you are an elite runner or a back of the packer like us, you'll know the best places to accomplish, explore, and indulge on your next runcation. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode... 70. A nice round number. The seven zero. You're getting up there. Yeah. Uh, it's Amy, in case you didn't know. And I'm your co-host, Dana. And we're a little late recording today, but hey, we're glad to be here. Yes, we are so glad to be here. It's a shout out to my dad. It's his birthday today. That's right. Happy birthday, dad. Dad, if you're listening, we love you. Of Happy birthday. Of course he's listening. He's supportive one of my original teachers coaches and heroes oh i remember when he coached the track team when i was in high school but you were not a runner at that time i was not he tried to get me to the shot put okay right and that's isn't that the one where you put the ball in the big cannonball up on and, your and shoulder then like you turn and then you like throw it mm -hmm. yeah he was trying to get me into the track and field stuff the one season that he coached it he said come out do this it's not running it'll be <laughs> the things i learn about you 21 yeah. years in you did it well hey that's another thing that's happening this week oh and, and what 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 are you talking about? What do you mean? What am I talking about? <laughs> Someone's yeah, been putting up with my crap for twenty one years. I would have to say that there's no putting up to it. I think we support, love, and encourage each other. I would agree. Twenty one years plus. Welcome, guys. It is. Uh, we are recording this on. July 9th, which means we've just come off of the big holiday weekend here yes. in the United States for Independence Day. Yes, we hope you had a wonderful 4th of July holiday yeah. or weekend. If you were working, we hope it wasn't too hectic for you. And hope you have all the fingers now that you started with and mm -hmm. didn't blow any of them off playing with fireworks. Fireworks safety. Marco, who if it explodes or leaves the ground, it's probably dangerous, which means it's fun. Many of you might have celebrated the weekend or um, prior to the weekend, like I did, in running a local 5K. Yes, you were back out there at the Cape Coral Freedom 5K, mm -hmm. which is one that we covered last year on the show. Yes, and while it's not a destination race, you know, this is not a uh, destination travel week for us mm -mm. it is a training week and jeff in my training has encouraged me ever so strongly in his way <laughs> to say you really should get some hill work in there amy so i, I wonder why that might be yeah 
I don't. You might have heard us complaining about Kentucky, (laughs) and we have a race coming up in Alaska with uh, some hills. So while this was not a destination race, after my exchange with my running coach, I looked ahead on the calendar and thought, oh, last year we did a 5K that involved a bridge. That's hell work. It's coming up. I should do it. <laughs> for, for those of you that have been listening or if you've just joined us in uh, the last couple of months, uh, you know, we're, we're based out of Southwest Florida. And flat. A lot of people think that we might be exaggerating a little bit when we talk about how flat it is here. It um, is. Our city of Cape Coral is 120 square miles, about uh, 180,000 people. It's the second largest city in the state of Florida by area. And the maximum elevation in the city is 13 to 16 feet. <laughs> there are no... There are no hills, hills here unless you go run the bridges. Yep. Or like you've done doing uh, parking, parking decks. Deck, which is what he said I could do also. So running the bridges here, the two that go in and out of our town, not a really good idea. Very heavily traveled. For not, safety. No separate running lane, unlike the ones in Fort Myers. Mm, so not good. Um, when you have an opportunity to run a closed course on the bridge, you take it. And take it, I did. And you supported a great cause in the process. And I did. I did. It's our local military museum. Yeah. The... the Chamber of Commerce puts the race on, yes. supports the military museum. Mm-hmm. Uh, that military museum does so much for veterans locally, and the static displays that they have at that museum are just fantastic. Mm. If it, it is actually kind of a neat hidden gem here in Southwest Florida. If you've got the time and you're traveling down here to swing by and check that out, and, and yeah. you've always got some some of the local veterans working in the museum. They host breakfasts for local veterans veterans it, it's it's just a neat place yeah so i was happy to come out and support it and do hill work it was early morning race because you know who wants to run in florida the summer in midday instead of getting a training run in in the middle of the day you know when i just hit snooze too often i had a motivator to get up and get it done part of that was that we you hadn't registered Oh, I, well, I did register, but I didn't pick up my packet. Packet pickup. I'm sorry. Let's just talk about that for a second. This yeah. we, we did this event last year. We mm-hmm. had to do the same thing, early morning packet pickup. It seemed like they had kind of improved the process this year. I feel like they had more volunteers manning the station mm-hmm. for packet pickup, and they had they just were seemed more efficient or started earlier. If I'm, maybe I'm not remembering that right, but. I think you're right about the more volunteers, but it was very well run. Mm -hmm. It it was moving. The line didn't really get very long. No. And uh, I mean, it was, it it was super smooth. We had our packets. And they had morning of registration if you had to. Right. And I feel like they handled that very well. They had a couple of computers or iPads set up under a tent and they were just go, go, going. Yeah. So, and then they had, it, it was kind of they would put you through either the registration or the check-in with getting your bib number and then you go right around the the back of the table for your bag and your shirt right 
And that was uh, like kind of in a separate area. Mm -hmm. So you that wasn't causing a bottleneck. No, it was just kind of like a like one big circle. Yeah. That you completed to get all your stuff. Really well done. In. Yeah. So and I think the Fort Myers Track Club helped the Chamber of Commerce with this. And they did the chip timing. Mm hmm. Yeah. And the kids race that was put on after the 5K was done. Mm -hmm. So that very organized. Oh, I thought so. Very, very organized. And yeah. this is a race that's held. They, they, it's held on Cape Coral Parkway. It starts at the foot of the Cape Coral Bridge. Basically, if you're local, you'll if know you're that. Local. <laughs> well, even if you're not local, but yeah, you'll you'll recognize that that area and the uh, <laughs> that is where the festivities yep. for our city are. So you're kind of they're starting the run kind of in the middle of where the chamber is setting up for the events that are going to take place later in the day and in the evening and in with the, the evening. fireworks and and the that section of road is never open for the whole day. Never. So you're not rushed mm -mm. to get off the course. No, no. To, you know, so when you're He done, knows because he came with me and he waited for me. I did. I didn't run this one. Um, I, I am currently still suffering from a torn meniscus and yeah. I had to sit this one out. So I was able to see you off on your training run it was good we had a live you when you came back we you you helped me shoot a live video on facebook and on instagram so that we could wish everybody a happy fourth of july before we started and that was right there at the start line yeah which is at the foot of that bridge right there where the mission barbecue truck was yeah and, and it's just it's just neat to be right down there in an area that's normally full of traffic and yeah. and you got a great view of the bridge the water the sunrise it was gorgeous the sky was gorgeous and you get when you get to the top of the bridge both going out and coming back because it's now and back kind of course mm -hmm. you get such a beautiful view that you don't normally get because you don't have a portion of this bridge sectioned off for runners or walkers so uh, nobody travels this bridge well, walking, walking. Yeah. Or, or, or biking, very few people or do. very, very seldom. Do you see that? Yeah. Unless the preferred they, method, unless of they have to, because I just don't think that there's designated, there designated space to say, yes, I'm going to do it safely. So this was just a great opportunity to see the water and to see Cape Coral and Fort Myers in a way that you don't normally yeah, get it's not to the do. Not the same as when you're in the car mm -hmm. at 55 miles an hour, 50 right. miles an hour, whatever it is. And it's not the same when you experience it running and walking. So how was that mile <laughs> and a half out and back? Tell us. Yeah, so you traverse this bridge out a mile and a half, and it is steep. It's steep i would agree so i practiced going up with little tiny quick steps walking mm -hmm. and i didn't really do any running intervals and then i practiced on the, the ascent going on the up. ascent going up and i i practiced those going down down the hill down the bridge and then i had another opportunity to practice that short kind of step Mm -hmm. and stride because there is also an overpass that you have to climb to get to the turnaround point and go back 
and experience the bridge one more time. So to be clear for everybody, you you start out in Cape Coral, you head over the bridge into Fort Myers, Mm -hmm. and when you get onto the flat, it goes flat for a little bit, and then there's another little uh, flyover for McGregor Boulevard that you, you you go over that to go to the turnaround. Not quite over it. Or onto it. You, uh, you ascend, you get to the top, and it says turn around, and then you decel. So you you get a little extra uphill for your money. Bonus. Yeah, <laughs> bonus uphill. Bonus, Jeff. I did it. <laughs> I got some hill work, and then some more hill work, and then I turned around, and they had like a little water station And the Fort Myers Track Club volunteers at the different mile markers were shouting out mile times. Mm -hmm. And there there was like, you could get a little spray of water and there there was one water station for runners to get some hydration, both on the way out and on the way back. Smart. Yeah. Now, I remember this course from last year. It was insanely hot and humid. Mm -hmm. Um, How was it? for you this time i was sweating when we were checking in (laughs) yeah yeah i don't think it was as bad as last year i think that the the weather report would agree with that it was a little bit cooler a few degrees but it was still a battle and at the end i was still drenched and disgusting (laughs) not gonna lie you were you were glowing what are you talking about sparkling or Yes. Whatever they say, I was trying, wow. but it was hot. And but you look like you felt good when you were coming, coming really? in. Yeah. I mean, I can always tell when you're really tired, you know, you kind of lose the posture a little bit, but your you know, yeah. po- posture was good. Your, your turnover was quick. I was trying. So. Because you finish the course on flat road. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. Gives you that chance the, for that last minute burst of speed too. Where the arch was. So I ran it in. Not going to lie, it took me just under an hour. Well, again, you weren't really going for speed here. No, I was going to practice the ascent and the descent of some hill work. Mm -hmm. And, but still, I think that's better than my time from last year. That's great. So, it's a win. Well, I was jealous. Um, I actually missed running this one. The shirts actually looked great. I thought they did a really nice job on the shirts. Now I'm disappointed that we didn't register you so you could have the shirt. Yeah, well, you know, I I actually would have felt bad um, having the shirt and not having run the course. But the, um, you know, it was great seeing, you know, the crowd down there, the people supporting the cause, doing right. a nice run and being all patriotic. I mean, there were some people who had really done it up with oh my goodness. the red, white, and blue outfits. Like, I'm dressed as the flag? Yes. Yeah. I, he, he, I, there was one guy that was in like a... a that must have been hot. A, it, it did. It looked like a like a spandex bodysuit, but it was, a, it was star-spangled. Yes. It was something else. Wow. Yeah. Was it? Like a very patriotic ever. superhero. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> was. And uh, some ladies had their skirts with, or their tutus with red, yes. white, and blue. Just really, really cool stuff. We should have registered you even though you didn't actually do it because of the swag bag. Oh, yes. Because of what was inside the swag bag. Well, there were a number of fantastic local companies that mm-hmm. were kind enough to sponsor this race and put together a really nice swag bag for the runners. We got a nice surprise when going yeah. through the swag bag because inside that bag, you pulled out 
a free, wait for it, pint. From one of our favorite breweries here in town. Big Storm. Big Storm. Oh, yeah. So. Who actually was the uh, provider of their fantastic beers, the sponsor for. They were the official craft beer sponsor of Red, White, and Boom here in right. Cape Coral this That's year. For the celebration they were setting up for when we were doing the run. Mm-hmm. So I was so excited. I posted a picture on social media of that nice shirt that you like and the picture of the free pint. Mm-hmm. Can't yeah. wait to redeem that. So that right there was worth the the price of entry. So you got a mm-hmm. great training run in, a nice yep. view, yeah. a really nice shirt, and a free pint of beer from a place you know you like. Yes. How could you go wrong? Right. And they had really great after party with uh, bagels from the Bagel Factory, and they had some, I think they had some Michelob uh, beer, McUltra beer, yeah. and they had kind of like a runner celebration area that was really nice at the foot of the bridge. Mm-hmm. And I know that there are other towns out there and others who participated in 4th of July runs and races where they put on a great party. Oh, yeah. We had we had some other ones just here locally as mm-hmm. well. There's some stuff down in like Naples and Estero. Yeah. Um, I know Sarasota's got one of their own. So there, there are plenty of options yeah. here in, in Southwest Florida yeah. specifically. But most communities have something like yeah. this. Yeah. But it's worth checking out. I mean, if you're if you're looking at doing a holiday themed race, you know, a lot of people, you know, get out there for a turkey trot at Thanksgiving. Oh yeah. Well, we got to do that. Consider the uh the the, the next time your t- 4th of July rolls around and you know, you got something going on in your town, go out and uh, go out and check it out. Some yeah. of the uh the costuming and the the patriotism plus, you know, it, getting out and, and getting off the couch. It's a great yeah. thing to do. It was a fun time, and the only thing that was bittersweet about it for me was missing my running part. Uh, I missed it, too. Yeah. yeah. So next year, I have goals now. Yay. I have to reclaim this race. You do. So And you will. I will. And we'll talk more about uh, the path to that uh, as we start wrapping up tonight. But uh, once we got done with the run and got you back home and changed and all that, it was time to get you fed. Danger Danger is a brand new dining establishment here in Cape Coral that is a partnership between two favorites and two friends of the podcast. Yes, that is true. Shannon, Shannon from Yates Nevermind. At Nevermind. And Greg and Yovana. From Nice Guys Pizza. From Nice Guys Pizza. And, they, and you know, it, it's so great to see them collaborate and create this place that is such a great takeout. And, I mean, it's such, such great quick but delicious and inventive and creative Food with their buddy Skyler. Yeah, um, Skyler from Nice Guys. He was one of the uh, the main beer tenders. Um, oh yeah, there came over to open Danger Danger, and he's really putting his stamp on things. Oh Greg gosh. and Yovana and and Shannon are 
getting crazy creative. And this is a place, it's designed primarily for takeout. They've got about yeah. 20 seats inside. It's mainly counter service. Yeah. Um, they don't have any taps. They, if no. you want a beer there, you go to the beer cooler and you grab a can Cans. or you can put together a six pack. Mm-hmm. And there are maybe bottled sodas. Bottled, bottled craft sodas. Boxed water. Mm-hmm. And they focus on items for takeout so flatbread pizzas Mm -hmm. which is not the same as the pizza from nice Nice guys Guys. it's different it's a little bit different Mm -hmm. um fried chicken Mm. that they do three ways i believe it's three 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 styles of fry they have their buttermilk they have their uh seven spice and they do a a lightly breaded a very light crispy breading and then they do some other, just, just a few eclectic things, salads and some other stuff. Well, one of the things mm. that we noticed on the menu the last time we were in there was their falafel burger. Yes. I gave it away up front. I'm sorry. You did. I'm so That's sorry. okay. No, I buried the lead, but I, I just, you know, and again, we're going to really introduce them and, and show this place off in a future episode. Let but me tell you, they've been a little busy. A little bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's okay with us because we love to see them thrive and succeed because they work so hard at putting out such a great delicious product and for a great price too for a great price and they just all of them know how to create a place where you feel like it's it's like a a second home everybody knows you (sighs) If your second home was like a you know a little uh, backstage at a punk rock concert, yeah, like a little like, but it totally works. It's I you just I feel at home. Yeah, there. Greg and Yovan is real spin on on things is they like to offer things for vegetarians and vegans, mm-hmm. and we said hey we're gonna give it a shot. And yeah. both of us love Middle Eastern food, and they had a falafel burger yum. on their menu. Oh yum! We've seen it before and we said oh we got to check that out and it frequently sells out it does it's actually one of their top sellers on their menu that's what they say from from and and they say it's not just vegans and vegetarians ordering it and i now know why Mm. Mm -mm -mm. so i mean you're talking about a gigantic patty of falafel which is that spiced ground chickpea chimichurri And a is your mouth watering? House, is that what it, it is? It is, <laughs> and a house made yum yum sauce on it, pickled oh. onion, arugula, and they serve this on a wheat roll, and it's one hundred percent vegan. The texture and the flavor, those the they have the pickled onions. Mm-hmm. I love those pickled onions. They house make their pickled onions. <sighs> they house make their they they make a cucumber salad there because it's everything's like that, fresh house made. That that pickled onion on that sandwich is like that vinegary bite that they have, and then the arugula is a peppery one, so it's a different kind of texture and flavor. Mm-hmm. And the chimichurri. Oh god! You could just eat that with a spoon. I could. It's so good. I just want, like, one time when we go there on a day seven, I just want to line up all of their sauces. I want to have all of the sauces. And they make a variety of sauces Mm -hmm. there from sweet to savory to spicy. And they're all fresh made there. Mm -hmm. They do um, chicken. Their claims to fame are their pizza. Flatbread pizzas, like yeah, fried chickens, and then yep. and then some of these like veg- salads and other vegetarian options. But they have a variety of sauces for the chicken. 
Yeah. And but, they're know. fantastic, including a white barbecue sauce. Oh, yeah. They, they call their gump sauce. Mm. Their Cape Coral Hot, which is their Ooh. riff on a on a Nashville hot Spicy. for hot chicken. Oh, but, you know, smoky chili de arbo, mm-hmm. just phenomenal yeah. flavor. But the two sauces on this falafel burger, mm-hmm. the yum yum and the chimichurri. They just work so well together. Tart, spicy, and you would Creamy. never know that this thing was vegan. No. No, you would not. And then the pickled onion and the wheat roll just, and, and the patty has just got that crispy exterior, but that tender interior. And it's just so crispy and then creamy on the inside and that, and falafel, you know, it's spiced chickpeas that are ground up and the spices in there. I think there's a hint of mint and cumin. It is smokier flavor there yeah uh, it's just phenomenal and if mm. even if you're not a vegan or you're not doing like you know meatless monday or whatever if you're just looking for something different it's it's delicious it absolutely is delicious oh my gosh it, it was so good in fact while we were there we got to looking at our calendar and we said you know this could be day seven. Oh, we broke down we did because because it, they it was the fourth of july <laughs> And they did a menu special for 4th of July. I'm like, come on. I'm trying to be good here as I'm having this monster burger that is, I mean, the thing is enormous. We didn't say this. That falafel burger is huge. You eat that, you're not going to be hungry. That is true. But. And yet. So. <laughs> what did we do? Well, we, we broke down because they had a, a menu special going. And again, if you got guys like Greg and Yovana and Skyler and Shannon getting creative, you just let them do their thing. And they did the Danger Dog. Love it. And tell us what oh was on God. this this thing because it was just crazy. <sighs> well, first of all. You know, what's more American than having a hot dog on 4th of July? So, exactly. you know, I mean, I I twisted your arm. It was really my, my civic duty as it, an American. It, yes, we must celebrate. Okay. So, yeah, the Danger Dog, they come in orders of two. And it's, it's a regular hot dog bun. The, the dog itself is bacon wrapped. <sighs> bacon wrapped. And it's not, let me just share with you. A floppy, partially cooked piece of bacon no, around that dog. No weak limp bacon here. No, it was it was almost like it had become part of the dog, like like breading for the dog. Like it it adhered to the dog, and it was each bite had bacon in it. Well, nice big, you. thick piece of bacon wrapped Mm-mm-mm. around there, and then I believe Smoky goodness. that they deep fried it. So it had such great texture and it stayed together mm-hmm. and each each bite had both hot dog and bacon without it falling apart. That's great. So whatever they did, whatever magic they did, it was oh, But wait. Delicious. But there's, there's more. There's more. Pinto beans, avocado, chipotle mayo, jalapeno, and then of course the standard bun. I know it sounds, you know, like it's American, but it's got some Tex-Mex to it. 
It's sounds vaguely taco esque. It was fantastic and beautiful. I mean, they plate this these these things come out. Mm. Two dogs and fries, and you're like, oh man, I am so glad that I didn't stick to my my vegan thing. <laughs> it's it's day seven. Yeah, I regret well, nothing. <laughs> I really don't regret it either because when they have specials, I think they're playing, they have standards that stay on the menu like that falafel burger, like some of their flatbread pizzas, like the, the three ways they do fried chicken. Mm-hmm. But some of those specials, you see them, their social media game is so strong. You see them on Facebook and Instagram. And if you don't get them, then they're gone and you know how you must experience it. It is our duty to, to tell you that when they have a special, you should get it. Yeah, really. And truly you're not going to go wrong. If you try this place out and you go for one of the staples on the menu, but if they're getting, if they're doing a special and they're getting creative, just get it, just get it. The Chipotle Mayo smoky, spicy but not so hot to blow your you know blow your taste buds away and it's a different kind of hot than jalapeno yeah 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 kind of i think kind of hits different sections of the tongue smokier i know these were nathan's hot dogs that they were using i watched them really Uh, yeah which happens to be one of my favorite brands Mm. so just fantastic it was delicious kudos to them (sighs) we cannot wait to have them on the show again yeah. and to feature Danger Danger now that they've got the place open and they've got all the, the kinks worked out of the first you know first month or two being open. It's like you get you have to get into a rhythm. Got to get into the groove and they are definitely in the groove. They're firing on all cylinders in that kitchen and we're so happy for them and proud of them for what they've accomplished there. We can we can catch them sometime in between all the things that they're doing. They're very busy and very important restaurant tours. We are going to bring it to you. <laughs> well, it, it's going to be worth checking out. But um, yeah, and you know, while we had the option uh, to make a six pack while we were there and piece together some beers, uh, we decided to do something else. And we're going to tell you all about that. Well, before we go on, I'm going to take a minute to tell you all about our friends at Pure Creative Apparel. Anybody can silkscreen a shirt. Look, we know it's true. I I did it as a project in high school. But the team at Pure Creative Apparel is really much more than that. They will take you through the entire process to create your custom items right from the very beginning with the design of your artwork or company logo, then create mock-ups to show you what the finished product will look like and help you select just the right high-quality name-brand clothing or other merchandise on which you're going to place your artwork or your logo. And then they'll get you your items fast. Or if you're not looking to get into the whole online sales thing and you don't want to worry about inventory, packaging, shipping, and all of that, Pure Creative Apparel has a complete e-commerce package available. So whether you're a school, church, or club needing just a few shirts for a special event or a company looking for a complete branding package, Pure Creative Apparel can help. Find out how by going to purecreativeapparel.com. And we really thank them for their support of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. So instead of piecing together our own do-it-yourself six-pack with some of the pretty awesome beers that they do carry there at Danger It would Danger, have been delightful. We decided instead that we were going to go patronize another local business, kind of uh, revisit another place that we've been here on the show a while back. And that is our friends out at Fort Myers Brewing. Yes. 
we kind of got inspired because we saw ads on Food Network for the Great Food Truck Race. And this season, they featured Fort Myers, and it was this week's episode. Yes, just aired. Yeah. And yes, the food trucks went to, you guessed it, Fort Myers Brewing Company. And can you blame them? Their stock and trade is we're going to pour great beers and we're going to have a line of food trucks outside and you can eat what you want and come in Mm. here and have a great time. Yeah. And they have, they started smaller and then they just kept growing and growing and growing. And lately on their website, they have posted a news story about an expansion that's in the works, that's been in the works for quite some time. And they are in the final stages of the deal to expand around their location in Gateway Mm -hmm. in the Fort Myers area. And they're going to have an even bigger space for food trucks because, look, they had on that episode of, of the great food truck race, they had, I don't know, like four or five food trucks there. And that place has become so popular with their great beer and their great ties to the community and all their events and and their friendliness to all the local food trucks. Mm -hmm. They need more space. And boy, are they going to get it. Yeah. Their expansion is 40,000 square feet. Oh, yeah. It's going to be huge. It's going to be special event space. It's going to be bigger manufacturing and brewing space. Plenty of green space from what we read on their uh, website. It's going to look great when it's done. I mean, it's there. There, I know it's a ways away because they're just signing the deal and and designing and getting all of that ironed out. But I think it's going to be fantastic, and it's so great to see two people who are so passionate about ties to the community, great beer, great food, great events, just bringing everybody together all around that. Yeah, they've done a great job of turning Fort Myers Brewing, in spite of the fact that it is tucked away in an industrial park or a business park. Everybody knows where it is, though. But turning it into a community gathering place for the folks that live out in South and East Lee County. Dog friendly? Yep, very dog friendly. Yeah. And and just a fantastic vibe when you go there. Mm. And that is due in no small part to the amazing beers that they make yes and we did feature back when we did episode 41 we ran the way back then way back then where i know it's i we're we're building towards 100 episodes Mm -hmm. we're on 70 (laughs) i mean you know and with the quick bites it's even more if you want to total it but the cops and joggers 5k that we did this past year we talked to Joel Germain and he took us through a flight of some of their beers and talked about their ties to the community and the things that they talked about. I really want to do the beer mile he talked about, but we only got, you know, a small sampling, although a great sampling Mm -hmm. and great stories behind the beers. We wanted to go back and try some more on their vast and ever-expanding menu. I mean, they've gotten to Spike Seltzer's now. 
But yeah, they have a whole section of their menu that's nothing but spiked seltzers. And I want to go back and try those. And those are, you know, zero carbs, zero sugar, 90 calories, and yeah. all of them come in at 5% ABV. I so, want a flight of those. You know, be something interesting to try. Um, yeah. So we'll have to check them out in a future episode. Might be something to do after doing that beer mile. Ooh, oh, I want to do that beer mile they have so yeah. badly. Yeah, you just got to find a time when, when day jobs don't get in the way of that. Oh, uh, I, I got to do it. I got to do it. But I digress. Yeah, so we ended up getting a couple of flights. Yes. And trying to do a better job of not overlapping this time. We did not overlap at all, right? No. Yeah! We did not. Yay! So... I I did four. You did four. Why don't you start with your uh, the first one from your flight? Getting better all the time. <laughs> so, I started with a lighter color beer, a very light yellow key lime wheat, five percent ABV. Mm-hmm. It had very much lime on the nose, but like that waxy flavor when you tasted it. Like from the like like the like zest from the, from the zest, not the pith, but mm-hmm. the zest. Okay, and it, it like I said, it was super light yellow, and it it was not overly sweet, so it was not like a dessert beer. So and not like a key lime pie. Not like a key wheat. lime pie, but yet it had tartness. So I think it's great for a hot day here in Florida especially in the heart of summer. Mm-hmm. So I honestly, I think I would get a pint of this, although I don't know if it was my favorite of the flight that I had. Okay. So that, that was my first one. And you like wheat beers. I do. I do. And I, and I really like this one, but I don't think it was my absolute favorite of the flight. Okay. Yeah. Well, I went the exact opposite direction from you and I said, I'm going to go dark. And they had one on their menu called the Sister Hazelnuts. And that, of course, is a little shout out to a uh, local band that started up, or a little band that started up in Gainesville, Florida called Sister Hazel. I guess it's local, sort of. Local-ish. <laughs> um, and Love that, them. Love their music. <laughs> yes. And that is a hazelnut coffee vanilla porter. This one clocked in at 5.8% ABV. And uh, when I tasted it, I got a really strong hazelnut aroma, but not so much a ha- strong hazelnut taste. Uh, the color was dark brown or really a dark amber, and it let a little bit of light through. Um, it was very lightly carbonated. Had a lighter body than I expected based on the color. Really? Yeah. Based on the color and on the ABV, I expected a little more, having a little more oomph in terms of the body. Uh, it did give me some coffee and dark chocolate notes during, okay. you know, while drinking and then vanilla on the palate and a slight bitter finish after you swallowed. And then afterwards, really? there was kind of a lingering nuttiness. Like I think the, the, the hazelnut kind of, you know, welcomed you and then left the party and then came back right there at the end. But it wasn't an overwhelmingly bitter aftertaste. No, no, no. It was just kind of bitter on the back of the tongue. Mm-hmm. Um, so a very different, um, a very different porter than I was expecting. But hmm. um, if you like those types of flavors, that would be something that you might want to check out. Would you have a pint of it? Yeah, I could do a pint of that. You could do a pint? I could do a pint. Um, probably, again, not my favorite of the flight either. I would concur with you as far okay. as our first beer not being our favorite. But okay. but a, a strong showing. 
well. I had a strong showing in the second beer in my flight that was that looked really pink, um, purplish pink. Yeah, it, I mean, this one kind of looked, it stood out in, in your flight. Yeah, because I had a couple that were a, of yellow color and one dark one, and then this one just looked fruity in appearance, that fruit of the blackberry lime shake Berliner. Okay. Yeah. And it clocked in at 4%. So I had a couple of, you know, 5 and 4%, a couple of lower ones. I didn't start right there at, hey, here's a 9%er. Woohoo. <laughs> yeah. So, no, it smelled really tart. Okay. It smelled really tart. It, like I said, you have it, a lime theme also developing here. I know. Here. I know. But. Uh, not all the way through the flight, though. No. So, yeah. Um, it was, like I said, lighter pink in color, very, like, see-through when you held it up to the light. It had a lighter body. It had medium carbonation and a sour finish. Okay. And I think that the board said it was brewed with some lactose. I believe that you are correct. Uh, their yeah. description uh, was a fruited beer, Weiss brewed with lact or Berliner Weiss brewed with lactose. So that's your milk sugar. Yeah, S- but I don't. When you get it, it's not like a milkshake. No, this is th- not what I mean. No, I think that they were implying shake because of the milk. Uh, the milk sugar, but not because of the way that not it was a flavor was was brewed. brewed yeah, that's right? my guess. I don't know. Well, I sipped it. I also agree. It didn't taste anything like a, it didn't have a shake flavor and it no. wasn't a dessert beer by any stretch. No, not a dessert beer. It was like a sour, lighter body. Um, yeah, it smelled tart. I don't know if I got an overwhelming blackberry flavor other than like the, the tartness and the in the nose of it. And we eat and blackberries literally every day. And the sour so. finish, you know. Okay. So it's not a dessert beer. I don't know if I would have a pint of it. You don't tend to gravitate towards sours generally, although we've we've seen recently there are some that sometimes catch your Well, stay you know, tuned. Catch your attention. Uh-oh. Stay tuned. Anyway, you're up next. Okay. Um, I went with another one that they call Red Tape. This is an American Amber Ale that the clock's in at 5.6% ABV. I get it. Red tape. Red tape. It had a medium amber color. It was clear, so it allowed plenty of light through. Had a mild carbonation, light body. I called it balanced. It wasn't too hoppy. It wasn't too malty. Um, I, the notes I, I jotted down said caramel and malt with a bit of hoppiness. And I, I think that even their description of it, uh, is something along those lines where they call it a perfectly balanced hops and malt with a touch of burnt caramel. So they're spot on. I'm, yeah. I'm looking at their menu here online. Um, it's, yeah, if you like, um, a, a traditional amber ale. I think this is a really good pick. This uh, has a slight bitter finish, but it's something that you would kind of expect from an amber ale. And I my my notes 
my final note says very drinkable. Very drinkable, like mm-hmm. pint drinkable. Like like a couple of pint drinkable. A couple of pint. Because yeah, the this, ABV is what? Did you say? Uh, ABV is 5.6. 5.6. So, so, you know, again, we're always talking about using your, your designated driver, your ride share, um, just like we did. This was my favorite from the flight. Really? Yep, I'm, I'm giving it away now. Not that I didn't like the other two, but I'm saying this one here, for me, this was the best of the four that I'm going to talk about. Do you Did you ever have the soulless from Bury Me? Yes. Yes? yes. How does it compare to that? Do um, you recall? It's been a while, but we as, I, re- as I remember, the soulless had a little more oomph to it. I believe it was higher in ABV, if I, if I remember My, right. If it wasn't higher in ABV, I think it might have had just stronger flavors. So yeah. this this one I think is a little more approachable, a little more balanced, like they talk mm. about. Because I loved that one. So, so okay, your turn. Well, so your favorite of your flight was the, the third the third beer. No, in your flight beer. or your second beer, your second beer. Mm-hmm. My mine was the third. Oh, okay. Here, here it comes. Here it comes. So I'm giving it away up front, I guess. And it's called. Tart like a tiger. I knew this was going to be your favorite. Yeah, and you're like, what? Who did I marry? What's uh, happened to me? I, I don't am. know. I don't know you anymore. I thought you were a wheat ale kind of porter stout, whatever. Okay, <laughs> I really like this one. This is tart like a tiger, prickly pear goza at three point two ABV. So it's very sessionable. Very much so. Or you can drink a lot of it if you want, (laughs) you know, but always drink responsibly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This one, the first beer in my flight was a very, was a lighter yellow. This one was a little more golden in color. Okay. More golden in color. And I will tell you, I got pear on the nose and I got pear flavor. In the drink, a very crisp, big prickly pear, crisp, clean flavor, Mm -hmm. just moderate carbonation. And it was a a tart finish, but not a pucker factor. Mm -hmm. And and I got I know I let you try this one and you said you didn't get this. But on the very end, I got a little bit of a peppery note on the back of my tongue. So you got a little heat from it. No, like a. Like a black pepper, like a, you know what I mean? Okay. I don't know, but it didn't linger there very long. It was just like a, like a little bit of a pepper finish. I don't know where that comes from, and I don't know if I was just imagining that or, but it was very, very good, and it's very different, you know. Again, I, you and have discovered gozas here lately, and yeah, it's just know. shocking me. I tasted this; it was good. This Did was a good beer, and yeah. three point two. This would be perfect for taking out to the pool, mm-hmm. or after you're mowing your lawn, or yeah. whatever the case may be. Yeah, sitting out there in the backyard, watching the sunset. Mm-hmm. Nice. This would be great. Or yeah. fireworks. Or of July. fireworks. Fourth of July. You know, I, I loved this one. It was great. Okay. Yeah. You're up. Number three. Number three for me, I went totally off the reservation because I wanted to bring a variety of beers to you guys. So I went with 
one of their IPAs. Oh, now I feel bad. The Clean Shave. <laughs> this is the Clean Shave American IPA. This is a Citra Hopped IPA that clocks in at 8% ABV. I only picked this one because it said it was a Citra Hopped IPA, knowing that I like the Citra Hops, the Galaxy Hops, those that no are pine for you. juicier and more citrusy as opposed to piney. And at 8%, this is going to be the strongest in the flight that I, tr- I tried. Of course. It was just, it was clear, maybe a hint of cloud to it, um, very light pine note on the nose, which had me a little concerned when I was, you know, first started to smell. Did it turn you off? At I was like, uh oh, what did I just order? No. And, but mild carbonation and that 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 hint of pine gives way to a very citrusy grapefruit um, rind kind of flavor and a very nice. juicy palate. Yeah. Bitterness on this one doesn't linger. There's a little bit to it, but then it goes away. Um, I think this is an IPA that would satisfy you, whether you're a pinier, more resinous uh, hop fan, or a juicy, more citrusy hop fan. They kind of, again, seem like they struck a balance between the two schools of thought. And you like that. I respect it. Oh, you respect it. I respect this one. Respect their authority. I could do I could do a whole pint of this. I would prefer something that's a little juicier, a little more citrusy in general. Ah. But this was not a bad beer at all. And again, this is high praise coming from me Yay. because I am expanding my palate, trying to become more open to IPA as a style for me. Mm-hmm. And uh Clean shave uh, for for a more potent IPA. I would say give this one a try from Fort Myers Brewing. Oh, yes. Well. Last but not least. Yes. Last but not least, I had Caramel Strong. What was called Caramel Strong, and it aptly named was for uh, a 9.2 ABV. 9.2. You win. It was dark, but it wasn't totally, totally like brown or black in color. It was dark red, more like an amber ale color. Mm-hmm. And burnt caramel, brown sugar, that's in their description on the board. Yep. And that is an apt description. Mild carbonation and a little bitter kind of burnt brown sugar burnt caramel on the end but it doesn't really linger that bitterness doesn't linger for too long it's not a really syrupy dessert type of beer i like it i don't know it's not a a dessert type now when you when you ordered it did you think it was going to be based th- on the initial description from the menu? I thought I was going to get like a boozy, caramely, brown sugary. So did I. Yeah, and I thought, "Oh, let's, you know, but I mean, you throw some ice cream into this and you make like a beer shake with this?" I don't know. And th- and that's what I was thinking at first. Okay. You know, but but I don't know that it would necessarily that that's where that the venue is for that beer 
So, a whole pint? I think from this flight, I would do a whole pint of the tart like a tiger. But I might look at something else if I was in the mood for a dessert beer. Okay. Other than the caramel strong. Although, it is good, but it was unexpected. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. I mean that that that's a, a fair uh, description. I think I I didn't get a lot of sweetness off of it when you let me taste it either. Yeah. I definitely got those those burnt caramel flavors you're mm-hmm. talking about. Yeah. And yeah, it's it, it is a potent beer at nine point two. And if it didn't taste overly boozy. No, no, not at all. No. No, so for that nine point two. I've had weaker beers like uh, Kentucky Bourbon Barrel. In fact, is boozier and it's yes. I would say true flavor than mm-hmm. that one is. So, okay. Yeah. Well, that was your last one from your yes, flight. It was. My last one was something that they call their fairway finder. Ooh. And again, I, I did it for you all. I had another IPA. You're, you're not a golfer. I'm it's, not a golfer and I'm not an IPA finder. drinker. <laughs> so, uh, this is, they describe this as a light IPA with peach, passion fruit, and lemon. And this clocks in at 4.7% ABV. Lighter. Much, yeah, much lighter than the one I previously had. Mm -hmm. Um, This is, in fact, the lightest beer in my flight Mm. as far as ABV goes. Um, Clear, pale yellow color, mild carbonation. I didn't get much of an initial aroma at all, which really surprised me because of all the fruit they're talking about. Mild aromas of the fruit when swallowing, but that fades very quickly, and it finished kind of bitter. Mm. So, of my two IPAs, I would definitely go back to the clean shave. Really? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Um, in fact, I would probably say clean shave was my number two favorite on the uh, in the flight. Who are you? I know, right? Um, even surpassing the Sister Hazelnut and Fairway Finder of the four, if I'm ranking them, being coming in last. Yeah. Just because, you know, if you're going to tell me peach, which I love, passion fruit, which I love, and lemon, which I love, I just, I thought I was going to get more of that, and I didn't. So, oh. but again, I could see totally, you know, you're, if you are out on the golf course, you wanted to, you know, get some of this to go, and you're going to be finding the fairway and <laughs> having a nice 4.7, you know, light IPA. I totally see its place. Oh my goodness! So it makes sense. Yeah. I was shocked that my favorite in my flight was the lowest ABV because usually I go for lowest, boozier. Lowest by a lot. Yeah, I would go for a boozier beer. Well, not really by a lot. The Blackberry Lime Shake Berliner was four percent. Well, this one, yours was three point two. Yeah. Okay. That's a sub four. All right. So Okay, well. Not that that's a bad thing. But hey, I would say the variety of Fort Myers Brewing Company, considering everything we had in this episode and back in episode 41. <sighs> oh, their lineup is fantastic. It's great. The San Lofer Wheat, we get oh, all the that time. Was great. It's um, It's probably, it's one of their staples and it's one of my favorites. Their Gateway Gold is their blonde ale. I like their no nombre. The no nombre, which is their version of oh, nombre. Uh, nombre. Yeah, their version of a Mexican lager. Mm-hmm. And it's Love it. fantastic. Really drinkable. Their yeah. peanut butter and jelly porter. One of the few peanut butter porters that you'll get that doesn't taste like peanut extract. Um, they've they've got just a lot to offer. So you should really check them out. 
especially if they're doing one of their big events. Yeah, there's still stuff on this menu that I want to try. <laughs> we may be taking a road trip again. Yeah, well, you know. So that's the drink portion. So that's it yes. for this week as far as the, uh, the the running, the eating, and the drinking goes. Yes, and we congratulate Fort Myers Brewing on their expansion. We can't wait to see more. We cannot wait because that good things to come, I'm mm-hmm. sure, from those guys out there. Yeah, and that- We've got a heck of a week ahead. We do. We do. You know what came in the mail? I do because I picked it up from the post office. And I appreciate that. (laughs) And I appreciate that. We know what it is, but we haven't opened the boxes yet. We've received our medals for the Disney Virtual 5K series. 80 years of Marvel. So we are going to do an unboxing with you guys this weekend. Yes. On social media and give you guys a chance to see what those medals are going to look like. And in fact, you'll officially earn it this weekend. Yes. Assuming if the the tropical system doesn't uh, rain us out. Yeah. Maybe we can get some in so we can get it done. Do what we can. Yeah. So we're going to do the unboxing. We'll do that on social media. We yes. are heading up to Disney. We're hoping to film um, for this <laughs> and celebrate our 21st. Yes. That will be wonderful. So we've got that going on. Mm-hmm. Um, tomorrow I go under the knife yes. for my uh, arthroscopic procedure on my left knee. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, I'll take all the positive vibes I can get. I'm going to knock that out around lunchtime and hopefully be home in time to, you know, do some Netflix and Yeah, send some positive vibes our way. And I am uh, cautiously optimistic that I might be able to hobble my way through my virtual 5K. I don't think (laughs) we need to push it. I'll push you Some, through it. Somebody's saying you're gonna you're gonna be in a wheelchair for that. So yeah. you know, we'll see. I'm we'll gonna see. The, they've already told me that they're not even giving me crutches to walk out of the building. Get so, up. Yeah. Get on it. Get on it. Get Whatever. walking. But we're 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 hoping for the best. I'm gonna take excellent care of my co host and we're gonna heal in whatever way the doctor says is necessary and get it done so that you can get back to doing what you love. And getting back on the road in advance of Alaska, I hope. Yeah. So, so we're going to take it as it comes. We have some great expert advice in our doctor and in our running coach. Yes. And so if you want to send us some positive vibes over social media. I'll take them. Um, let us know some messages, some well wishes. We are info at runeatdrink.net. Info at runeatdrink.net. Or you could actually leave us a message for our healing (laughs) co-host. Yes. At 941-677-2733. Was that 941-677-2733? Indeed. And also, by the way, not just seeking sympathy here. Please tell us about what you did to run on the 4th of July. We'd love to shout you out for what you did. Uh, We love supporting you guys in your runs Mm -hmm. and, you know, giving you that support and that, that extra bit of positive vibes that we can send to you. So tell us what you did, what you were able to accomplish celebrate, and where you might've explored and indulged as well. Yes. Can we next year celebrate 
4th of July with a 5K in your area. Is there a great party? Is there great food and beverage that we need to explore and indulge? Tell us about it. Yeah, so we can make future plans for 2020. Email, call us. We will be listening and checking those while we are at Disney. Yeah. Um, I said we're support or celebrating our anniversary. Yeah. We've got the the virtual 5K that we're doing at the Pop Century, and Ooh. we are going to do some explore exploration and indulging while we're there for the Run Eat Drink podcast. I am your slightly broken co-host, Dana. Oh, we're wishing you. A speedy recovery. I'll be fine. We love you. (laughs) And of course, this is Amy. And wherever you're running, have a great week. And we'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We're having a great third year because of your support. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Run, Eat, Drink podcast. And on Twitter, we're at Run, Eat, Drink, Pod. You can also give us a call at 941-677-2733 or shoot us an email at info at runeatdrink.net. Visit our website at runeatdrink.net and click on the subscribe link so you don't miss a minute. Accomplish, explore, and indulge right along with us. We'll talk to you next time.